Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Never shy away from the dark things of life. Always face the future with faith. That was some of the advice an elder gave to me many, many years ago that we can choose to walk by sight or walk by faith. And if we walk by faith, we will lay hold on unseen things, many times in the dark. Nevermore is that truer than in times of great trials and difficulties. You and I have to train ourselves to look for the right things when we're going through a trial. Like Simon Peter, standing on the top of those waves, we can all too easily get our eyes off of Jesus and start looking at the winds and the waves. We need to know what to look for in the darkness. I'm sharing this with you at a unique time in my life in ministry. It's just one of those seasons where I'm participating in numerous funerals. It reminded me earlier today of a time over 20 years ago that I had five funerals to perform in one week, and that week was Christmas. My wife and I sat down with the family and said, okay, this is going to be a time we need to focus on a lot of people who are hurting and struggling. Let's get through this season, and before school starts, we will make it up to you. And so began a family tradition of going to New York City to see the lights after Christmas. Nevermore did we see it so acutely. It was brought home to us that holiday week. Five times, five funerals, five hurting families. Trouble visits every house. Remember that. Even in a time when others were rejoicing and others were gathering and celebrating with their families, there were other families who experienced deep shadows of hurt and sorrow and loneliness. That Christmas, many years ago, we obeyed the words of Solomon. We spent time in the houses of sorrow more than in the houses of laughter. People were then indeed having a blue Christmas. But it's not just then. It's not just during the holidays. It's at all times. People face struggles. Perhaps their finances are askew. Maybe there's a sickness in their family. Maybe you're listening to this right now from a hospital room. We've been mentioning the pain of prodigals being away. So I just feel impressed to talk about this. It may be bright for others, but you find yourself struggling in the darkness. What do I need to look for in the darkness, Pastor? All of this week on Devotion, we are discussing facing the future and facing our trials with faith. Never were we promised a bed of roses. Simon Peter even said, don't seem so surprised when trials of darkness come into your lives. Don't let them catch you unawares, for they are coming. Our Lord said in this world, you will have tribulations. Darkness will come. But then Jesus added that coda, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The bad news is in this world, you're going to have trouble. The good news is, Jesus has overcome the world, and your faith can overcome this world as well. Nothing happens to us that Jesus hasn't already overcome. He never said life would be easy. He never promised a Camelot. He didn't promise a smooth passage. 
but he did promise a smooth landing. Do you remember Joseph? God didn't deliver him from his trial, but he blessed him so much through the midst of the trial. And what about Job? Job lost everything he had. He lost his home. He lost his land, his family, his fortune. He lost everything. Well, almost everything. He clung to his faith. And in that faith, he cried out, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. You see, faith forms the eyes for the darkness. Faith sees what others cannot see. I want to take you to a dark time in this planet's history when the creator of all hung at Calvary. And from noon to three o'clock, the Bible says, darkness covered the heavens. For three hours in this eclipse of redemption story, we may wonder, what should we look for in the darkness? I think this is the first thing. What they say is true. It's always darkest before the dawn. It was evening when Joseph of Arimathea supervised the removal of Christ's body from the cross and laid it in his own tomb. Dark Friday is what it's called. The tragedy on that day, innocence ended, mothers weeping. The child of eternity had been pierced, and by dusk, heaven's sweetest song was silent. Buried behind a rock, the soldier said he's dead. The centurion that knelt at his feet said he's dead. The disciples said he's dead. His own mother, Mary, dead. He's dead. Their hopes and dreams seemingly were gone. What a trial of darkness. The one they had counted on the most. Dreams of a kingdom and ultimate victory. But now on this day, he's dead. What should I look for in the darkness? Just count on it. It'll always seem the darkest just before the dawn. So when your heart is overwhelmed, lead me, O Lord, to the rock that is higher. When the night seems so dark, let me catch that glimmer of hope. Here's something else to look for in the darkness. Look for God to be at work in the darkness. You see, God is at home in the darkness. It doesn't intimidate him. He does some of his greatest work when heaven seems bleakest. Look for him and anticipate him to be working in the darkness. He may be silent, but he's not still. He may be silent, but he never quits on you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Some of you may be struggling and need answers. In the word of God are the only answers. God is saying, no matter what you go through, I will be with you. You never need more than me. I'll give you the grace to handle the trouble. I'll never put more on you than you can bear. I won't give you too much and I won't give you too little, but I promise I will be with you. Do you remember that song, a short song recorded years ago by Frankie Lane? It had such an amazing, simple affirmation, I believe. You remember this? I believe for every drop of rain that falls, a flower grows. I believe that somewhere in the darkest night, a candle glows. I believe that for everyone that goes astray, someone will come to show the way. I believe. I believe. I believe above the storm, the smallest prayer will still be heard. I believe that someone in the great somewhere hears every word. I believe. You see, your faith, your belief is your vision 
in the darkest of hours. When you can't see naturally, you can see or believe spiritually. Believe. Believe and look for the sun to rise again. What do you look for in the darkness? For just that, that this darkness shall pass and light shall come radiant and resplendent in my life again. It was on that first Easter Sunday morning, that great getting up morning, resurrection morning, the Bible says, as it began to dawn, darkness is so intimidating. It's easy to lose perspective in the darkness. But then comes the morning light. Don't doubt in darkness the truth that God has shown you in the light. The morning's going to come. God keeps every promise. Jesus said that he would die for the sins of the world, but on the third day he would arise. He kept his promise. When God says you can make it through this, he means it. When he said he never would put more on your shoulders than you're able to carry, he meant that. He will give you grace to endure. The greatest question asked in the Old Testament was Job 14, 14. If a man die, shall he live again? David would say in response to that question, when he lost his son, he shall not come back to me, but I shall go to him. I'll see him again. Paul said to answer that question, if a man dies, shall he live again? He said, I'm, I'm in a straight betwixt two. To go home would be far better. But to stay here with you would be far more needful. If a man dies, shall he live again? In reply, Jesus said, because I live, you shall live also. So I answer that in the affirmative, Job. There's a great getting up morning. We're not Friday people, we're Sunday people. Friday's darkness will give way to Sunday's light. In fact, I'd say it boldly that in your darkness, the dawn is moving towards you. This earth is spinning over a thousand miles an hour toward the rising sun. I would say this boldly, that dawn is moving towards you at over a thousand miles an hour. In Psalm 23, it says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. The word follow in the Hebrew means to pursue, run after, chase, hunt down. It's used in Genesis 14 when Abraham discovered his nephew Lot had been kidnapped. He gathered his army and pursued. He chased the enemy down. Same word. A new day is chasing you. A new grace is chasing after you. You may hear a noise behind you, but it's not the hounds of hell on your heel. It's the hound of heaven coming at you faster than you can imagine. God is relentlessly pursuing you, not out to get you. He's out to give to you all that you need. He wants to bless you. He wants daylight to shine through the shadow of death. One evening, a woman was driving home and she noticed a large truck behind her that was driving erratically and uncomfortably close. She stepped on the gas to gain some distance from the truck, but when she sped up, the truck did likewise. The faster she drove, the faster the truck drove. Now scared, she exited the freeway, but the truck stayed with her. The woman then turned up a main street, hoping to lose her pursuer in the traffic, but the truck actually ran a stop sign and continued the chase. Reaching a point of panic, the woman whipped the car into a service station, bolted out of her auto, screaming for help. The truck driver 
sprang from his truck and ran toward her car, yanked the back door open, and the driver pulled a man out that was hidden in the back seat. You see, the truck driver had spotted a would-be rapist and robber in the woman's car. He saved that woman from being assaulted and maybe killed. The truck driver in this story just wouldn't give up. Oh, he's not chasing you, ma'am, to hurt you. He's chasing you to save you. She didn't even know that she needed his help. I'm sure the woman was undoubtedly grateful that the truck driver kept pursuing her, that he insisted on coming to her aid. This is the way I think it is for us. We are in darkness. We see all things obscurely, but the one with eyes as a lamp of fire can see into the darkness and can make sense of it all when we can't. He knows what's best when we don't. So what do we look for in the darkness? It was an old song when my dad would lead singing. I love the verse, are the crosses too heavy to carry, burdens too heavy to bear? Heartaches and tears and anguish, no one seems to care. Then that chorus, standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. He's the friend that always cares and understands. Standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find him and you'll know him by the nail prints in his hands. He's been in the darkness. He's at home in the darkness. And he can help you see what really matters when you're going through a trial. Look for him. You'll find him standing somewhere there in the shadows. Thank you for sharing a daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at KenGurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.